Welcome to Justice Losers, a podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host. Hey, you got it out good that time. Yeah, and I also didn't give my cat and had a chance to leave the room. (laughs) 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 Jumped right on it. (laughs) I love how I kind of just ignored the joined by my delightful co-host. Yeah. (laughs) Just just say whatever's on my mind. (laughs) That's kind of how that goes. Yeah. I'm Batman. That's, That's me. I'm the one. Oh man, this is the second time we did this because we All realized right. my my dad has uh, been recording stuff, so he moved things around. And mm-hmm. I walked over to the uh, computer early on, luckily, and noticed that Matt, when Matt was talking, there was a waveform on my track, and there was no waveform on Matt's track at all. So there was something wrong. But my dad figured it out, and we're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who are you? Batman. Oh, did I you say that? Okay. Yes. Um, Matt, what do people do? People should wash their hands, maintain a safe distance, and cough into their elbows. Yep. Also, like, subscribe, tell a friend. Tell a friend from a distance, though. Usual things. Yeah, shout at them. Smoke signals. Skype. Wow, I didn't realize my hair was this long. Yeah, this is, uh, this is fun. I'm enjoying... This is going on Instagram. <laughs> this really hurts me. Like, it's, it's just my eyeballs. Please hurry. <laughs> my phone's slow. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in case you're not aware... Uh, we have been gone for four or five weeks. I can't remember the number. Some um, number. And that's because of the coronavirus, and you're all aware of it, and it's... What? There's a virus? Oh, shut up. Uh, so it makes sense what we're doing. Um, we decided to keep going because I need social interaction. And somehow this counts as that. Yeah. Uh... It's a really low-quality picture. That's gonna look great. Oh, God. Get that out of my face. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, no, we decided we're gonna keep uh, we're gonna start recording again um, with some pretty hefty precautions. Matt is not allowed to touch anything. I had to actually move his mic in front of his face and do his job of closing the uh, blinds. I'm wearing a full hazmat suit. <laughs> uh, that's not what. That's not at all what that would sound like. You're talking cloth. Um, but yeah, no, uh, he's not allowed to talk any, uh, touch anything. Not allowed to talk. <laughs> That'd be a really boring episode. Um, you're mouthing things at me. Uh, and also, I'm sitting on the piano stool instead of sitting on the couch next to him so that we're a solid, like, eight to ten feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, we're just taking the standard precautions. Washing our hands before, do or when we walked in, and we're gonna wash our hands when we leave. Yep. Um, I'm a little more lenient on touching things, because I have actually been out to my parents' house multiple times, mm-hmm. because I have, uh, since... Since my trip, like our vacation, because I keep forgetting you were there. Uh, I'm not very memorable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not, not you were drunk was memorable. Oh, um, yeah, that was fun. That was, yeah, <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, since, we, since we did that, uh, I have seen borderline nobody except for my parents. Um, and no one in our group is showing symptoms, and it's very mm-hmm. unlikely that eight people are asymptomatic carriers. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty confident that uh, none of us have it. Or none of us got it there, mm-hmm. um, because if one of us got it there, we all would have got it, because yep. we all cooked. <laughs> we cooked and put our hands in food that we all ate. Yep. Um, and so... And some of us had sex, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> every night! <laughs> it's weird. And every it's night, like someone heard them. Someone yeah. different heard them. It just kind of... <laughs> yep. I'm glad I was kind of on the opposite end of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I'm pretty confident that I'm good. Uh, if I do have it, it's because I got it from my parents. So, but luckily I'm a 24 year old with 
health insurance yep. and a good immune system. So if I get it, yeah, I'm just going to deal with the flu for a week and I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're taking, we're taking precautions. So don't, mm-hmm. don't be concerned that we're trying to re- resume daily things because no, we are not those people that are protesting. No. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so angry about all of that. What? They're protest? Are they protesting the virus? Because the virus yeah. isn't gonna, gonna get its feelings hurt. Down with viruses. <laughs> They're bad. I we hate them. Stupid. We'll hunts the process. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, we're uh, we're gonna get back to doing it. This is the coronavirus catch up. Matt's gonna try to come up with some goofy. It's <sighs> my job. Right? Uh, okay. Pun that's involving a, a condiment and coronavirus that sound like coronavirus <laughs> what <laughs> uh, that was what i googled so he's gonna figure that out that's what he'll be doing this entire trip or this entire thing yeah, but otherwise preston's just gonna talk i'm gonna look for condiments we're gonna be talking about things that have happened we're also gonna take a break in the middle of this because this is weird matt has a lesson over skype yep. to teach and so we're probably gonna interrupt this in the middle of it and then come back we interrupt this irregularly scheduled broadcast. And we should record your lesson. lesson. We should record your lesson and put it on. No, we probably shouldn't. That <laughs> <laughs> feels like it'd be a bad decision. Uh, so Matt, what have you been doing the past four or five weeks? Oh, uh, well, I did finish Nightfall Volume 3. Yes. As you're aware, because yep. I handed it to you, and then we started talking about it for a couple of minutes before we realized that the mic situation was kind of wonky. Yep. Um, I'm go check it again. Yeah, that's still, hilarious that this happens that, at the same be, time. That'd be very No, funny. we're good. Okay, cool. Uh, ooh, coriander seeds. Coronariander seeds. Are coriander seeds a condiment? Uh, Romans were combining a mixture of ground mustard, pepper, caraway, lovage, grilled coriander seeds, dill, celery, thyme, oregano, onion, honey, vinegar, fish yeah, so sauce, and oil. spice, because coriander is a herb. <laughs> oh, I clicked on the wrong thing. You fool. <laughs> Dang it. Alright, well, I'll keep trying. Anyway, uh, anyway Nightfall. Nightfall, Volume 3. Uh, it's, I got through it very quickly, we'll say that. Yeah. Um, I really, I don't think it's superb, but I read the first half in one sitting, basically. Um, partly because that's mostly just Batman and other Batman punching each other in the face. Yeah. For... Eight issues or something. Yeah, it's, it's a long one. They're like, okay, this has to be the most epic climax of all time. And their decision for how to make it feel like that was just to make it really, really long. Ah, it's like they took hints from anime. You've seen all those, like, that whole thing, right? The, what? Like, an anime fight is, like, involves someone screaming for power, like, uh, for Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Like it's someone screaming for like a full episode, just building up their power. <laughs> huh? Shit happens. Weird. Yep. Anyway. 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 Yeah. Uh, then it kind of slows down a little bit, but you know, it's sort of in a good way because it's it, Dick Grayson gets to be Batman for a little bit. Um, really? Uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so he's been Batman twice. Yep. That I know of. Gordon notices instantly. Oh yeah, I remember, I do remember that. Um, I think they. Do you have the? Uh, no, you don't. You don't have any of the Batman and Robin stuff. Um, no, I don't think so. Where uh, that's after Final Crisis when Batman mm-hmm. dies, mm-hmm. quote unquote dies, 
Um, and that's when Dick Grayson fills in for Batman, and mm-hmm. Damian Wayne becomes Robin. That's when it first becomes Robin. Okay. Um, and I think it's the same thing where um, people notice mm-hmm. that it's not the same Batman. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good. It's interesting. It kind of, it's, again, stepping, it's pulling Bruce Wayne away from the Batman mantle to mm-hmm. discover more things about what makes Batman Batman. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pretty interesting. It's reasonably well done, I think. Yeah. Um, not, not a storyline I'm probably ever going to feel the urge to go back and reread. Yeah. But it's, I think, good that I have read it now. Yeah. It's it's definitely one of those. It's, um, Hush, because you mentioned that you're about to read Hush. Yep. Um, Hush is one that's just good to read. Yeah. I'm excited to read Hush. That's the that's the first one of the stack you gave me that I was really looking. Do you know to. who Hush is? No. Good. Okay, I was gonna make sure because reading it back, mm-hmm. like, do you know anything about Hush? Not really. Okay, because reading it when I went back and read it a second time, it was very different reading it knowing who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's knowing who it was is more exciting reading it. I think when you like the first time, it's it's a okay. mystery. Um, it, it brings uh, it brings the detective back a little bit. Okay. It's not a full detective story as much as I can tell. It's more of just like you going like, who the fuck is this? And then doing things and in the middle of doing things like, still don't know who the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's also like really intelligent detectiving, but it's a, yeah. it's a mystery. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, been watching some stuff. Uh, by the way, I totally watchmen on devs. I watched the first four episodes as they came out and was uh, really excited and then just stopped. Yeah. Don't Did you ever go why. back and finish Watchmen? No. I really want to. Yeah. I just don't have the energy at the time. And I canceled my HBO subscription. That's $15 a month that I wasn't yeah, really it's, getting it's out of. Yeah. So, looks like we're not going to get that for a while. Yeah. Well, we'll probably just buy the season on Amazon for like 20 bucks or something if I yeah. wanted to. Or, um, anyway. Yeah, maybe I'll get an HBO subscription. I don't know. Uh, I have been watching a few movies. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, well, I rewatched Amadeus. I don't know if I talked about that on here. I don't know if that was before. Yes, we talked about that. Okay. Best movie. Best <laughs> that's, movie. That's exactly what you said last time. Yeah. Um, Hannah and I, she has never seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. Oh. So we started going through those, which is good because I've only ever seen any of them once. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't seen Ghost Protocol. Rogue Nation. What the fuck is Ghost Protocol? Four. Right. I haven't seen Rogue Nation. Right. I know these things. That's fucking weird. I think because <laughs> I, I got confused because I remembered uh, Ghost Protocol. I almost said Ghost Recon at one point. Yeah. Ghost Recon's a game. Right. Um, in a book? Probably. Splinter Cell. Yeah. So that's one of the Splinter, one of the Tom Clancy books. Yeah. Think. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, cool. So, where are you at right now on it? Uh, we have watched the first two. Okay. Um, man, that first one is pretty good. First one's pretty good. Yeah. The second one hits the 90s. Oh, is it? Oh, 2000. Uh, yeah, 2000. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> oh, they're trying so hard to be like. The problem is the franchise hadn't really discovered its identity at that point. Because mm-hmm. the first one's kind of a like espionage thriller yeah. that with like one actual action set piece at the end yeah 
Um, and so they're still trying to figure out what they were. And so two is sort of an awkward mishmash of the matrix and Pierce Brosnan bond. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. It's the, the very much the redheaded stepchild of the franchise. Yeah. Um, not a terrible movie on its own merits, just kind of, I don't like it. It's no, it's not good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the only one that is definitively not good. Mm -hmm. Um, but most of its problems are just that it's super dated and kind of over-cre- over overproduced, I guess. I just remembered news that came out. Keep going. Alright. <laughs> um, but it's it's got some fun moments and um, it's it's relevant. It's about a virus. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. It was it was it was it was fine, but I'm Looking forward to put it to getting through three, four, five, and six. Yes, because those go good, great, incredible, transcendent. Yeah, basically, <laughs> this, uh, they they are doing a seven, right? It's not yeah. in the works right now, but they're doing. A they seven. are doing a seven and eight shooting back to back planned release twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Oh, I think I knew that at one point, but I didn't remember that. Yeah, uh, Christopher McQuarrie's back on again. He Which did. What did he do? Uh, he did five and six. Okay, cool. Um, so the two best. I ones. mean, I don't know, and then cool. <laughs> yeah. Five Five is incredible. It's just a completely different movie from Fallout. Interesting. It's okay. probably the lightest. Hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's the whole nation goes rogue. Yeah. You've got Simon Pegg going around and just making jokes. Pretty much. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's yeah. definitely not him. He's definitely Scottish. So, or is he Scottish? No. I don't know. He's it's, not that. He's not Cockney. No, he's 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 British. He's got to yeah. be because he um, some of his like earlier stuff is coming up with like Edgar Wright and yeah, um, yeah. But he's well, the confusing things he plays Scotty in in those darn Star Trek movies. That's what really kind of messes yeah, it up for me. That's what's throwing you off. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Scottish people, I watched a Goofy movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Don't know why the Scottish part came from there's no scottish people in the movie or scottish animated dogs yeah why don't know but i i watched it all right it's pretty good it's yeah it's like i think it made me cry when i was a kid yeah no it's got like some solid father-son themes Mm -hmm. and um kind of a it's goofy and kind of dumb but it's yeah it knows that it's goofy and kind of dumb and it's fun with it and it, it you know, it says some important things about the, the bond between a, a son and his father, and mm-hmm. it's one my kids are going to have to watch. Yeah. And there's totally a pothead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any other names. I remember those. Okay, it's the fat guy. Yep. There's the pothead. Yep. There's the... There's like the, the leather jacket jerk, isn't there? Leather jacket jerk? Is that like a leather... Like a leather yeah, head? I guess kind leather of. Leatherhead? No, not leatherhead. Leatherhead is a... It's football a football player. Yeah. <laughs> Old football player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I remember that a long time. Was that the ones with the X Games? No, that's the sequel. That's the sequel. An or extremely goofy movie. Yeah. And like the whole X burns down. I didn't see the sequel. You ever saw the sequel? No. Oh, man. Yeah. I hadn't seen the original until a week ago. Oh, you just never seen it? Yeah. Now it's even more weird that you just randomly watched a goofy movie. It was the 25th anniversary, and Hannah was like, hey, we should watch this. Oh, you had Disney Plus. Yeah. Did it, like, show up on it? No. All right. 
<laughs> Moving on! <laughs> sometimes I let Hannah pick the movies and she picks a random Disney movie. Fair enough. Um, sometimes she lets me pick the movies and we watch a random Disney movie, which is why we watched Wreck-It Ralph yesterday. Speaking of Disney movies, I cannot fucking wait till Mulan. Cause I, did you see my post in the group me? Yeah. That I watched the trailer and it literally made me cry. Yeah. It does it every time. Yeah. I need this movie to come out. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies that almost made me cry, uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Really? Yeah. It's oh, not. man. You got wrecked? Yeah. A little uh, bit. It's uh, it's good. It's really good. It's, hmm. uh, it's the, I mean, they mine the premise for all of the, the good humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got just a good story and characters and a couple of just really, oh, did they have to go and do that? Moments? Yeah. And it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. Um, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Cool. Let's see. Uh, what else did I watch? And I uh, watched Pride and Prejudice. Ooh, the 2000- and zombies? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not the zombies one. Damn. Uh, the 2005 version starring Kira Knightley, um, directed by Joe Wright, who I know directed stuff. Oh, he directed Atonement. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, really good. Cool. I didn't expect so. I've heard great things about it. Yeah. It's right. a slavery thing, isn't it? Colonial? No. I thought it was colonial. What's it? No. What's it about? What sparks fly when spirited Elizabeth Bennet meets single, rich, and proud Mister Darcy. But Mister Darcy reluctantly finds himself falling in love with women beneath his class. Can each overcome their own pride and prejudice? Set in like rural England in the mid nineteenth century. Okay. Really? Yeah. Rural England in the mid-19th century. Yep. Jane so, like, Austin. that's, like... So, there's references to the industrialization happening in London during that, I'm assuming? Not really. Really? Completely it's a, untouched. It's a romance. Yeah, that's fair. It's a little country romance. No, like, super topical about industrialization and the takeover of the machines. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's well-made. It's got good acting. Um... I haven't read the book, but people that have read it and appreciate it appreciate the the sort of wittiness and rapid fire dialogue. And this movie really captures what I imagine the book must have as far as that spirit. Um, there was a better way to say that sentence, yes. but we're moving right on. That's right. the way I said it, and I stand by it. All right. Um, it's just you know everyone talks kind of like they're in a, a not a Shakespeare beer play necessarily but sort of something that wants to feel shakespearean it's mm. all very um fancy but it's hilarious mm-hmm. and it, it works it's it's good stuff all right yeah um i think that's all the things i've seen we watched a couple more episodes of the office oh um will ferrell has now departed the scene which is probably for the best we realized that He's only in it for like four episodes. Isn't that like way at the end? No. There's he's in at the end of season seven, and there are two more seasons to go. Okay, and this is after Steve Carell left. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't know where you guys were in. You know. Yeah. Still at the end of season seven. Uh, we've been there for a year. Um, yeah. The we we kind of realized the stuff with Will Ferrell is just really terrible. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah, I mean, like, like once it, Steve Carell left, that's the, that was the death sentence of the show. Yeah, I mean, season, I mean, even season six and seven were going downhill pretty yeah. clearly. Um, 
But the first episode after Will Ferrell's gone, it was it was fine. It had a couple solid jokes. Um, not transcendent. Yeah. Particularly great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it works. Yeah. I'd rather... Yeah, there's a whole bunch of video essays about the last few episodes, last few seasons. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather keep watch, keep rewatching How I Met Your Mother, which is what we've also been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great show. Ever finished Clone Wars? No. Final season's out. I heard. I forgot that it was coming out, and I heard, I saw a thing that was like, ah, oh, they established this thing with the finale, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go watch that at some point this week. Alright. All work. Um... Yeah, that's, uh, that's all the things I've done. Alright. I haven't watched Tiger King, so don't even ask. Oh god, neither have I. I'm so sick of those fucking jokes. I don't even know what it's about. Tiger King. documentary. And or Kings. Yeah. Anyway. One of my co-workers' dads apparently met the Tiger King himself professionally once. Mm. Um, the, the guy's dad was a, a HR rep at like a factory and um, somewhere, I guess, in the town near where this guy lived. And this guy came in, um, the Tiger King show. It's Purcell, isn't it? I don't think it's Purcell. Maybe it is. Somewhere. Anyway. Right right down south of this. Yeah. Um, Joe Exotic came into the factory one day and went to the HR guy and said, Hey, I'm a local community business owner and I hire a lot of people. And here's the thing. If I send someone to you and my recommendation, my recommendation's good. If... I send someone, if someone comes to me and they've worked for me and I fired them, do not touch them. Because if I fired them, <laughs> they're bad news. <laughs> so, that's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's about the extent of what I know about it. All right. But, I, what have I done? I finished the first two, I finished the second book of Hellboy. Um, that last issue that is not drawn by... Uh, Maglioni? Magnolia. Uh, Mag- Maglio- no, Magnolia wrote it. Um, he wrote it, but he, he's drawn most of it. Yeah. But that last one, he didn't draw as a different right. one. I really like that art style, too. Yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. But um, I think I had it split up enough. I like I was kind of too many gaps in between reading it that I was forgetting what had happened. And mm-hmm. there's like, it's... It's the the main story ends in volume three, doesn't it? And then volume four is just kind of this post him walking around hell. Yeah, I mean, volume four is an extension of the main story, I guess, but it's more of a postscript than okay. That's because that's yeah. that's what it feels like because I know that there's four volumes and I have all four of your volumes, mm-hmm. and I was like, boy, it really feels like the end of Act Two right now. That like yeah. it's about to just explode. It and is. It can't be another. And so yeah. that's what I'm I'm but I'm gonna start reading that soon. So I've got that going on. Um, I have been, I've been playing Sudoku, which is fucking weird. Like, I used to play it all the time when I was a kid. Alright. But I was too stupid to know what was going on. Like, yeah. I could only play easy ones. But now, like, there's so much logic, and, like, there's all these, like, techniques and stuff that I've been mm-hmm. doing that, um, I slowly learn each of them. So, like, the one I have, uh, the, the app I have actually breaks it down. So you'll hit hint, and it'll, like, take a look at these things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do this, and then like it explains, like, and it tells you what kind of tool it is, like, there's things called X wings where like, if they make a square, then like thing, then you can take the numbers out of like the nodes out from other things, and there's all these like yeah. tiny little techniques of uh, figuring things out. All right. And I'm 
I know about three of the advanced techniques out of like yeah, seven or eight cool. like, bigger techniques. Now you know 1% of what it's like to be a chess player. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't <laughs> want to play chess. <laughs> uh, I knew that. Um, I... What have I been doing? I've been playing a lot of Civ. Okay. So last time I played Civ, last time I talked about playing Civ, I was always talking about how it was like a, a culture victory. Mm-hmm. So I want to learn all the other victories. So I started working on a science victory. That one's tough because it comes down to the last minute, like mm. of like you have like a certain number of turns, and I had like ten turns left when I won with the science victory to send a, a spaceship to space. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to like plan everything from the beginning, doing everything very specifically on purpose. So basically, you have like to take a very scientific approach. That's uh, meta. I like it. Uh, with everything else, you can kind of like you can make mistakes along the way, but for the science victory, like you have to be building your economy, your science, uh, and your production all at the same time. But while you're building the production, you're not utilizing your production. You're only utilizing everything that's science to just get to the research that like that gives you the spaceship parts. Mm-hmm. And once you get your spaceship parts, you shift everything to production to just build your spaceship parts and doing all of that will only get you like within like 20, 20 turns of the end mm-hmm. to finish it off. And like and if you don't and if you don't put everything into money and you don't do a specific uh, ideology, then there's a specific ideology that lets you buy um, parts instead of produce them. Mm-hmm. And had I not done that, I would not have won because I had to buy three parts that if I had to produce them, I would have run out of turns. <laughs> and so I was like, I got to the end and Nick was actually, I was on the Discord with Nick mm-hmm. and Nick was there while I was like saying like, oh God, okay, I have, I have 20 turns left and I have five turns left on my, on my engine and then one turn to get it installed. And then I, and I'd never done a science victory. So I was like, I don't know what happens after you build the ship that like takes like 10 turns to launch it or something. But I stuck it in there and it just like launched and it was like, you win. Um, so I did that. And right now I, you walked in mm-hmm. when I was working on, I'm working on domination, which is you just get military and you just fuck everyone up. That sounds like my kind of style. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so much easier though. I don't, I'm not going to go for domination wins once I finish this one. Cause it's just, it's like, what's the, I actually, you know, kind of funnily, uh, it's like me playing Sudoku. Once I know that I can just go through and fill it out, I mm-hmm. stop playing that one. Yeah. Because, like, it's just, I mean, it's just monotonous. Let's play. Yeah. And so, like, I'm at the point where it's not a challenge anymore, and it's just going to be monotonous me. Go in, kill everyone. Like, I have so much money. I have so many units. I just, mm-hmm. like, go in, and I just kill them all, and I'll, like, they're all cannon fodder for me now. Mm-hmm. And, like... I'm not going to get my research to where I can start getting nukes because like there's that part of you could do that, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not going to get there. I don't have enough turns to get there because it's a while, but like, I'm just like, oh. but the next one is world domination where you have to get really close buds to all the city states so that one of them nominates you to be world leader. And then you get any of all of these delegates that you can vote for you to be world leader. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's a way to do that. So I'll do that one next. Cool. Uh, and I also have gotten into house. Have you heard of this show? Yeah, I've actually seen a couple episodes. I love this show. 
Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I it's uh, I don't know why it popped up on my YouTube, but like I would get clips like there's the YouTube channel for House. Like there would be clips of mm-hmm. his interactions with stuff, and I thought it was really amusing. And I kind of like this this idea of a um, of a doctor that doesn't care about the people, just cares about the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who don't know, House is a show about a uh, really really talented diagnostician. Where his job is to get special cases of people where it's like, we don't know what this is. Like a, like a standard doctor could diagnose something, but like this one symptom doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So they send it to him and he like diagnoses all these like really obscure diseases. Um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Like they obviously make it very much like they, they don't treat the audience. They don't take aud- the audience along the ride basically where mm-hmm. it's not like they, if you know what you're doing you'll know what's going on. They introduce symptoms and stuff like that. And at like once they introduce a symptom, then the other, then the characters know it. Like it's, yeah. it's not something that you can kind of get ahead of it and feel good at the end. Right. Uh, which even if they did, wouldn't matter for me because I don't know shit about the medical field. Yep. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a the character interactions are really good. I don't know what episodes you said. You, I don't know what episodes you watched. I watched like three, probably from the first season. Okay. The, the characters that are there are really good and they, and they, and they do a good job of like developing the characters. It's episodic, but it also like the, the things that happen between the characters have ramifications like way later, just in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, like for example, Dr. Cameron is the girl, uh, a doctor who works with house and she had a thing for house. She liked house Mm -hmm. and they went on a date. And then there was this, like this kind of the whole, this whole like relationship between the two of them where like, it was it was very very different personalities and like will they won't they kind of thing mm-hmm. and then like it turned out they won't and it really shifted the dynamic mm-hmm. a lot and that stuck throughout it didn't just be like oh that happened moving on like yeah. that that dynamic stuck and they actually like they they jab at each other and like there's kind of um, uh, Doctor Chase uh, kind of sold house out to their higher up boss who was a um, they're only there temporarily and he was this like. Um, mogul, like trillionaire, bought like gave a hundred million dollars to the hospital at the, um, with the string that he becomes the chair, mm-hmm. um, which was fine with everybody until he was like, I want house gone, and everyone was mm-hmm. like, No, he's like literally the best diagnostician like in the country, <laughs> and like we can't fire him. He, I know he's an asshole, but like we can't fire him, and so there he. There was this guy fighting uh, House the whole time, and it was a really cool battle of the wits between the two of them. Um, very different personalities. And then Chase, Dr. Chase, one of the guys that works for him, kind of sells him out and starts kind of giving him inside information. Uh-huh. And House has still not forgiven him, and it's been like a full season later. Like, yeah. he still just makes Chase's life miserable over nice. this. And you wouldn't know why he was doing that if you didn't know the story. And so right. the dynamics change. Okay. Throughout basins, and I really like that about it. I know NCIS didn't do that um, back when I was watching that, but yeah. I like it. It's a it's it's funny. It's a medical NCIS, but better. Okay, yeah, it's a. I mean, it's it's normal TV, I guess. Yes, but I hear from you and from other people that mm-hmm. it's it's well done until it jumps the shark. It's uh, I hear I'm preparing for it. So the main three people that work for him are there mm-hmm. until about season three, and then they start getting like higher jobs, which, which makes sense. Like yeah. they get you know, uh, Foreman, Foreman, the one of the other guys, 
becomes the uh, director of medicine, mm-hmm. um, or the chief of medicine. Uh, the um, Dr. Cameron, I think, becomes like the, the chief of uh, immunology, uh, stuff like that. And they all have specialties, too, so like they all pitch in very uh, equally. Um, but like it's like season four or five that the entire team changes. I've seen clips of it, and I don't think I'm going to like the people as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens after it. But for now, I'm really enjoying this peop- these people and this dynamic. All right. Um, so we'll see what happens. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I do like me some Hugh Laurie. Yes. Oh, God. He's such a good actor. So cool. <laughs> anyway. Did you see The Night Manager yet? No. Oh, is he in that one? Yeah, he's oh. one of the main guys. Now I actually know who Hugh Laurie is. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, he's the he's the bad guy. Okay. Um, he's so... Because my first introduction to him was Jeeves and Wooster, which is like a 70s British sitcom about the 30s with an English butler, or an English uh, basically wealthy playboy, played by Hugh Laurie. Is he American or is he English? I don't remember. Because if he does an entire show with an accent, either I one. I think he's English. Good lord, yeah, I didn't no, yeah, He's, he's got to be English. Uh, he's also a more talented jazz pianist than... Yes. Most people. That actually comes out in, in house. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's basically a charming but kind of doofy, rich English single playboy. Um. In in uh, Jeeves and Wooster, and Stephen Fry plays Jeeves, the mm-hmm. butler. Okay. Um, and that's a that's a good and fun show, or at least it was for me when I was about eleven. Um, but that was my first introduction to him. And so then, uh, seeing a couple episodes of him in house, and then, and then hopping into him in Night Manager was a very interesting <laughs> chain of yeah. events. And his character is so good in the Night Manager because he's like, so he's a basically a, a arms dealer, mm-hmm. wealthy arms dealer. Like um, he's sort of the middleman, I guess. He he brings together buyers and sellers. Yeah. Um, and ninety five percent of the time, he's charming, affable, likable. British dude and then every now and then he just kind of shuts down and goes like full dead shark eyes psychopath and it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember you telling me about that yeah but now that actually I actually know who he is now yeah but I've been doing that um I swear there was something else I did probably I watched Sherlock Holmes again the Guy Ritchie one yeah god I love Guy Ritchie there's the one thing where um it's you. You remember the movie very much. Yeah. Uh, there's a point where um, Eileen he chases or he follows Eileen. He uh, tails Eileen. Eileen mm-hmm. Adler. Irene. Adler. Irene. Yeah. Irene uh, ta- tails her, and uh, he's like kind of picking up bits of his costume that he's that you mm-hmm. knew earlier that he was in, um, and he takes a hat. And he puts the hat on and he tilts it and, it, and the camera just goes Dutch tilt <laughs> with the hat. And yeah. it's just like, oh! <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's so much that it makes not, like, Guy Ritchie could just make a movie not monotonous. Like, it. Yeah. Um, there's the chase scene when he's chasing the big guy. Uh, he's chasing meat of meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, uh, it could just be a standard chase scene where it just cuts to them being in different areas. But there's one point where, like, it it's following the guy he's chasing, like, from above, and the camera, like, like rotates under and then goes upside down. And it kind of does the thing from Daredevil, mm-hmm. but, like, slowly. It's just it's just another way to show the chase scene, mm-hmm. and it makes it amusing. Like, yeah. It just, 
Oh my god, I love Guy Ritchie so much. I was gonna say, you know, I don't always love Guy Ritchie movies, but I'm never bored during them. But then I remembered King Arthur. I was bored during. Was that a Guy Ritchie? Yeah. Oh, it's. Didn't that one have like studio interference though? Yeah. Okay. Out the wazoo. Okay. Um, the Guy Ritchie parts are fun. Yeah, the ones that he actually <laughs> was responsible for. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Wow, we've been recording for thirty minutes. Yeah, we'll have to pause in a minute here. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we. Kind of, well, whenever we have our, the end of our much been up to's. Yeah. Is there anything else that I know? Oh, I've been playing. Oh, 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 God. So many things. I forgot about other video games. Okay, I'm trying to do them quickly. How much All time right. do we have? Uh, 10 minutes. Okay, Two. cool. Uh, I've been playing Far Cry 5, mm-hmm. which I play Far Cry 4. I've played Far Cry 4. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're far away from me and you're right. Uh, <laughs> um, so Far Cry 4 or 5 is... Um, the enemy is a very extremist Christian cult. Okay. Um, and you're you're tracking down Joseph... can't remember his last name. Uh, known as the Father... And, but before you can get to him, you have to kill three of his family. You have to kill the three of his family, like his, uh, his two of his brothers and his sister, who is actually not his sister, I think. The son, the Holy Ghost, and the Virgin Mary? No. I don't know. Is that theologically sound? Uh. <laughs> I mean, they're all like his siblings. So I guess maybe you could go with the Trinity thing. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's there. Well, actually, you know... That there might be something to it. Because one's his younger brother, one's his older brother, and the girl is actually like... Like, uh... There's a lot... So, each one has, like, a different kind of thing. I don't know what the, what the older brother is, because I haven't come across him. Mm-hmm. Younger brother uh, is... Well, I, I haven't done... I, I don't know what his specialty is compared to the older brother, because I, I haven't seen the other one. But the girls is all about the drugs that they use to um, indoctrinate people. Mm. And so there's all these fogs. So, like, ghosts, like, there might be some kind of, like, element. And she, like, mm-hmm. she kind of just pops up every once in a while. She's all about hallucinations. Okay. She just kinda, she'll just kind of pop up and start talking to you. And you're just like, what the fuck is that? And then you'll, like, you'll punch her and then he'll just, like, disappear into smoke. So it's, like, hallucinations. Okay. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah. The could, Trinity could thing. Be. Yeah. I might analyze more as I go into it. Um, this is good. I'm going to put you into like hyper-analytic mode and you're going to be pulling I'm, I'm all these random en- details and have like I'm going to not like, enjoy the game. <laughs> conspiracy theory wall. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh-huh, I've heard good things. Which is a fucking amazing game. I can't even get into all the details about it. Like, it's just... They're so... Okay, so like... The NPCs are real NPCs. Like... The, they're all random. They're all very distinct. They all do their own thing. And, and almost none of them, like, there's a few of them to do, but almost none of them actually play a part in the story mm-hmm. or, like, in, in missions. They're just actual NPCs that are ju- that just feel real. And they all have interactions with you. So, like, if you shoot someone and then, like, uh, oh, so, like, if you loot someone and someone sees you, then you get caught for looting and then there'll be a witness and they have, they'll like try to run to the authorities you can stop them or whatever mm-hmm. and if you stop them they'll be like he was already dead like and if he was already dead then like he'll say that and be like you're already dead but like there's this the amount of detail into how much like into very specific everything feels natural like 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 that situation like that where you just mm-hmm. come across the dead and you're like oh I'm gonna loot it and someone sees you and then your guy says he was already dead 
Like, that's absurd. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, everyone remembers you from things that you've done. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, if you rob a store, that store's going to remember you. And a lot of store owners sound different. So, like, every single person has to remember you having having robbed them at some point. And, like, Mm -hmm. depending on how it went will affect the way it talks. And it's just there's all these tiny details about the way things work. And, like, it's just... It's so good. And everything feels... It's also peaceful, too. Like, it's a hunting simulator for me at this point right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just hunting. Because the hunting feels good. Like, there's 135 different spe- species of animals. Wow. And like, and it's it's tiny details. Like, it's, a, it's a big step up from Oregon Trail. And it's like, buffalo, moose, deer, yeah. squirrels. Like, and, the, and, it's, and it's every single animal that you come across is a huntable animal with details. Like, every single bird. You're songbirds. There's, like, three different versions of songbirds. Mm-hmm. There's the black, the red, and the gray squirrels, American squirrels. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, it's just everything is real. Like, it, it feels genuine. Like, like a bird will go across, and you'll be like, huh? And then you'll pull your binoculars to see if you know them, and you don't know them. And then it's just a different kind of fucking songbird. And it, it's just... You hear songbirds, and you're like, okay, there's songbirds in here, and then, like, you can shoot them and, like, take them and, like, everything you use. And and there's, like, the rating of the animal, so there's a three-star rating, and if you if you find, like, you can look at them, you can identify the animal, and you can identify how, like, what its rating is, mm-hmm. and if it's a perfect rating, a three, and if you use the right weapon, like, you can check it and it'll tell you what kind of weapon to use, then you get a perfect skin, and you sell it for a lot of money, and you can do it for drafting. And mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much to this game, and it all feels really interconnected. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you get a perfect uh, elk pelt, and you know that that can be used to craft a trinket. So you go to the, the, the craftsman to make a trinket, which can give you boosts, but, and then, like, you see all these other things that you can do, and then you go, and it's just everything. Everything connects. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, you do one thing, and you can just go along and do that one thing. Because if you do that, I mean, you can do that, mm-hmm. but, like, you're going to see everything that weaves in with it all at once. Um, I mean, this just sounds like the ideal of what a video game should be. It is. It really, really... Uh, open world game. Like, it, it... The only problem I have with it is that the size of the map doesn't reflect what the map is like. So, basically, mm-hmm. you have about four different states, and it takes you about five minutes to go from one state to the other. Mm-hmm. And at the end of chapter two, you move to a different state. Like, you get, you shit goes down in a town, and like the entire gang is like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So they go to a tent, another uh, state. It's about five minute ride there, and they're like, all right, they're never gonna find us here. It's like, because it's a different state. Yeah. But it's like, it's small, so like the, the in context size of the states are huge, right. but like the game size of the state is not. Um, that's the only thing that I discovered that was a little weird, but it's just, there's, it's, it's so good. And the, the dialogue is good. The story is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, this is the second one. The first one is actually, this is a prequel to the first one. Okay. Um, and all this, almost all the same characters. So the character in the first game is John Marston and he's just got this, this scar on his face and you don't know why. And, uh, you are tracking down members of your old gang, like Dutch and, uh, uh, Hosea and, like, all these, I haven't played the first game, so I don't mm-hmm. know, but, like, you track all these members down. In this game, you are that gang, you're a different guy of the gang, 
Dutch is the boss. He's your like closest friend. Jose is your closest friend. John Marston's in the in the gang. You interact with him all the time. You see where he gets the scars. He's kind of an asshole, like which he is in the first huh. game. And it's just like it it makes sense how. And I'm interested to see where it goes at the end to make John Marston betray them all at the, in the next game. So if you just randomly shot John Marston in the head at some point during this game, would Red that's Red one Redemption thing, One just cease to exist? That's one thing that you can't do. You would can't you shoot disc, members of your like, gang. Evaporate. Your what? Would your like disc evaporate? Or, like, your, <laughs> your download just deletes. <laughs> I guess this is the 21st century. We have downloads now. Yeah, um, that, that's one thing you can't do. You can't shoot members of your gang. You can shoot anybody else in the in the world. You can kill anyone else in the world. That's what I would do. I would go around and I would shoot each and every person in the world. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't shoot members of your gang. Um, but it's just. They're all tiny little, like, interactions with everybody is great. Mm-hmm. You'll be walking along and there's, like, person's like, hey, uh, it's a person talking to another person saying, um, boy, I wish I got, I had, like, a crime novel to read or something like that. You just heard him and then you get a little side thing that's like, bring Jose a side, uh, crime novel. <laughs> you find one, you bring it to him. Um, and it's just, it's, it's such a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I, like... If anything, I would recommend you play it. Like, right. I, I feel like it's one of the it's one of the few video games that are so good that it's just like even if you don't play video games, you'll appreciate the game. From what I've heard, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. I just video games isn't something I ever devote much of my time. Yeah, to. well, much, yeah, but. obviously. And this one is like it's it's addictive that like I mentioned with the hunting. Yeah, it's just a simulator, and I just spent hours hunting. It was even after I got the bounty taken care of. Mm-hmm. Did I mention that? Hope so. <laughs> I think the, the cut is seamless, but I don't know. Uh, the audio stopped recording, and I don't remember what I mentioned. So if I mentioned the thing about the bounty, if I never mentioned that, then that makes no sense. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, I think that's the end of what, what I've been up to. Alright. So... We just took, like, it stopped recording at the time that we had to take our hour break, so yep. it's now after the hour break. We resume our reg- irregularly scheduled broadcast. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, again, this is a catch-up, so news time for the rest of it. Um, one thing that's kind of newsy is the trailer for Solar Opposites. What? The new show from the Rick and Morty people. Oh, that's right. I didn't see that. Yeah. That is totally just Rick and Morty. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, it. Someone described it as a show that would be on interdimensional TV, just like a sitcom, uh-huh. alien sitcom, but with like Rick and Morty humor. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to complain about more Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see it. Um... God, there's so much that's been going on. Like, small things here and there. Just, yeah. Uh, one thing that I do, uh, I, I sighed earlier about a thing that I remembered. Um, we're getting a Justice League Dark series on HBO. Oh. Directed by J.J. Abrams. He's not the person I wanted for a... I mean, it's he's a good director. He can make a good, like, a fun movie. Mm-hmm. But... We've talked about this. It's the reason I don't like the new Star Wars, the two of the new Star Wars trilogy. It's just, it's just the fan service. Yeah. 
It's pandering, and I feel like that's all it's going to be. And it's, like... And the thing that I'm concerned about with this one is, with... If he did a, um, a Superman movie, you would get a lot of the really classic stuff. Like, the really easy ones to see yeah. stuff, where it's like, Truth, Justice, American Way, fucking Zack Snyder did that. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm a fan of Truth. Uh, I like truth. I'm also a fan of justice, and it's just like, oh, fucking gross. Um, <laughs> and it's stuff like that. With Batman, you can get a bunch of, like, the really quick ones, the yeah. uh, easy ones. But with the Justice League Dark, it's not a widely known group. Like, some people know Swamp Thing. Like, some people are somewhat aware of Swamp Thing. If you Thing. took the number of people who know Swamp Thing, the people who know uh, uh, Zatanna, the people who know Constantine... Uh, kind of like those things, you'll probably add up to the number of people who know, like, Flash. Like, a yeah. pretty good number. Not nearly Batman or Superman or now any of the Marvel characters. Yeah. Swamp Thing, probably, like, pre-MCU strikes me as, well, I guess Daredevil did have a movie, but he, he kind of Daredevil level. Like, yeah. He was one that I was aware of and had kind of some idea. Well, because there was a Swamp Thing movie. There were two of them, yeah. Two of them, yeah. Yeah. And there was a Constantine show, and they're like... It was a Constantine um, movie. Constant. Oh, yeah, it was j- fucking... I almost said John Malkovich. <laughs> what the hell? Not uh, John Reeves. Half of that word was half right. John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but they're like... These... These people, and it doesn't say who's in the Justice League Dark. And Justice League Dark is anything that's like the mystical side of DC. Yeah. And we've talked, I've talked about this a lot uh, back when I was reading a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're familiar with Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, so he might even have a lineup that's more, more familiar. Um, Could be. Th- there's not a lot of mystical stuff with DC that's that's on a on a pretty high level of knowledge from uh, general populace. Right. Um, so the the reason that I mention all that is because I'm concerned the way he would do it is he, unless he's gonna break his break his uh, pattern, which is totally doable. I'm not gonna say that he's gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's my concern. Back off, Emily. I know you. I know you like him, and you. She gets mad. She gets annoyed with me when I complain about him. Um, it's in order to do fan service with stuff like this. That's more more obscure. Mm-hmm. You'd have to really like force the story. I. I like, kind of wonder if this might just force him not to do fan service. Well, and that's and that's what I hope. Like, and I I think I even texted that to Emily when we were talking about this. That like. Putting him in such a place where it's not a widely known, mm-hmm. like we're gonna get cameos, yeah, from people we know. Like that's an obvious one. Uh, that's almost a given for almost every director. Yeah, like I feel like Christopher Nolan may be the only one who like would be too high and mighty to do that. Like would yep. he, he would he would develop his characters to where you know them. You don't have to bring in outsides. Yeah, um, but. If he wanted to do fan service with this stuff, it's like if I made a, made a really long winded joke for a punchline of a pun that doesn't that's not even that funny. Like you usually do. Like I usually do. Where <laughs> yeah, like, I have a pun and then I have to set it up for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It deviates the conversation for just an unnecessary and unamusing converse or unamusing comment. It'll be stuff like that where 
he'll have to drive the story or dialogue in such a way to get that fan service, and it just feels disjointed and undirected. Did you just describe the rise of Skywalker? Maybe. (laughs) 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 I wasn't wasn't thinking about that preparing that very well. But that's my concern with this. That's that's my concern with J.J. Abrams in general, but also with something like this. Like... Ah, I got something in my teeth. Fucking gross. There we go. It, yeah. I, I haven't got much more information about it. It's just that he's confirmed on it. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to remain optimistic because I think in his body of work, the good sharply outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got two good Star Trek movies. Um, one... I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call Force Awakens a pretty good Star Wars movie. I know you've got some major issues with it. It's a, it passes. Yeah, like it's a it's in the top half. Yeah, it's it's right about the midpoint. It's about the midpoint. Uh, yeah, because I've got all the prequels. I'd say it's about on par or better than Revenge. I went back and uh, I feel like going back and watching Revenge. Like it, I don't know. I'd have to yeah. watch them back to back. I, yeah, like because it's very much like a a, a a relativistic. I yeah, <laughs> I kind of I kind of have tears. So there's the um, Empire. I have tears when I watch the prequels too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have Empire on top, and then uh, New Hope, Last Jedi, Rogue One are kind of the the second tier uh-huh. near the top, and then there's the pretty good tier, which would be um, Return. Uh, Revenge of the Sith and Force, Force Awakens. Awakens, yeah, and they're all kind of lumped in there. Like the, 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 the I'm, I don't feel bad about watching it. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm just he's, he hasn't done TV in a while, but that was kind of his roots with like Alias and stuff, right? I have no idea. I think he. I don't, I don't know where he started. I think he started with Alias, which was a What's Alias TV show. About aliases. Okay. Well, so there's a thing that, like... I doesn't say he's writing it, first of all, but he tends to write his own movies. Right. Um, get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so there's one thing. When it comes to something like mysticism, he hasn't done mysticism. He's done The Force, which I guess you could say is mysticism, but it's a mysticism that's got very hard restrictions. But going into uh, into like the magic realm of DC is very obscure. The rules are so loose. Yeah. Um, if there even are rules, uh, like for example, backwards magic. If you just say words backwards, you do the magic by that they happen. So if you say go away, if you say yow uh, og or yow og, then they go away. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Then they go away. But, like, that only works if you know backwards magic. And, like, you can only do some things sometimes. You can't just say, like, I rule the world backwards and you rule... It's... This sounds like Harry Potter rules. Yeah. And it's... And by no means is that, like, the... Well, I mean, it is the fault of DC, but it's... Mm -hmm. It's not something they've tried to alleviate right they've never set rules like i feel like if i had if i ever got my dream job of like creative design for 
DC stuff, I would kind of reevaluate and recenter rules for the the magical side of it because that's a really interesting side of it, and especially mixing that in with the side that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Justice League Dark animated movie bringing the Justice League Dark with Batman mm-hmm. is hilarious because it's like all this magical stuff that's way outside of Bruce's like <laughs> random domain of knowledge, but he just he goes with the flow because he's prepared for literally anything, and that includes magic. And like the one, the, the, have you seen that movie? No. Uh, it's just hilarious scene where like there's all these uh, it's like the phantoms that follow death or that they love death, but only people who can. Only people who... Uh, it's only people who have died or have seen death can so see them. Festival rules. Is this just Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, well, yeah, I guess... The, yeah, the, the festival rules. Festival rules. Uh, and so, no, obviously, Batman... Rules. can Huh? It's festival rules. Festival rules. Uh, obviously, Batman can see him, but they don't know that he can see him because they don't know Batman. Mm. And so he's like kind of pretending that they're not there because he's just ignoring him because they're not hurting him so he just doesn't, they, they don't matter to him. Mm-hmm. And then one of them like starts hovering around him and it's just like, ah, this one is like, oh no, it's not the, it's not the Astro rules. I can't remember what the rules are. Mm-hmm. It's something that was created for the movie and that's the only time they've existed. Yeah. But it's like, ah, oh, this one's seen death like, and has been like around death or whatever. And it like, it comes in really close to his face and he just goes, Boo! <laughs> it's, like, ah! <laughs> it's just it's it's really amusing, and then like the fact that Superman's uh, vulnerable to magic, yeah, um, that brings in that like he's not completely invulnerable to everything. There's kryptonite, which is kind of cheesy, but magic, which also makes a lot more sense because right. his his he comes from a very scientific race, right? Of Kryptonians, so they don't do magic, so there was no like. Develop or no immunity to magic from them. Yeah. Um, so stuff like the, that. The the um, magic antibodies. There's got to be a pun if I if only I'd prepared for this. Magic <laughs> antibodies. Um, uh, something oh, wow. with the magic school bus. Oh God! No, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I found a magic school bus. <laughs> wow! I actually got the heart. got the melody on that. Nice. That was it. I, wow, I'm surprised. I'm I'm impressed with myself. So that's that. That's happening. All right. Um, what else? Mm, most movies are not happening. Yeah. Not right now. Not right now. The The fall is going to be very exciting, though, with, like, the regular fall movies that are coming out, plus Mulan and James Bond and uh-huh. probably Quiet Place 2, which we were one day away from that being released, Oh, I think. Were we? We were, like, within the week of it being released when they moved it. Oh. I don't remember that. I just remember, like, seeing, like, everything getting delayed. And it was just, like... It was, like, back when Me Too was happening. We are just like, oh, there's another one. Yep. There's another one. Yep. There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. Tenet is still on schedule. Well, that was... Don't know if that was... wild, didn't it? Well, it's a, it's a summer movie. Uh, Most summer movies, like like June, I haven't seen any June releases get pushed back because Wonder Woman's still going for June. Yeah, I don't know if that'll hold, but probably won't. Yeah, depending on how our country handles shit, hmm. which seems to be pretty poorly. <laughs> but I want to see Tenet. I want to see, see Wonder Woman. Big screen. I don't, I don't care about your stupid Wonder Woman. I want I Christopher Nolan. Care about your stupid Tenet? Actually, I one hundred percent do. <laughs> <laughs> Tenet theory. I texted you a Tenet theory. 
Oh a week yeah, or two ago. Which makes sense. I think, and like you meant, like I read it, and I wish I had said something because I had a very similar thought when I first watched the trailer, uh, but I didn't say anything about it. Uh, I got to do a better job of saying the words. Yeah. Say your tenant theory. Uh, tenant theory. So, uh, the secret time travel agency. Their whole initiation is they're like they they make you think that you've been captured and um, they drug you. At least it looks like, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, they're like, welcome to the afterlife. Yeah. My theory, they just straight up kill them. They yeah. just straight up kill new recruits. And then since they're the ones that have the time travel technology, they can resurrect them for missions. Uh-huh. It's a fail safe because if they ever go rogue, well, the, they don't have the technology. They're just, they die. Yeah. Um, and so it basically preserves their loyalty. Um, and then... I believe, or I'm guessing, my speculation here is that John David Washington's character realizes that this agency's up to something nefarious. They're really the bad guys all along. Mm-hmm. Plot twist! Um, and so he has to go rogue knowing that it will mean his own death. Yeah. And that sort of seems like it, it's a reasonably possible way that things go. It also seems like it's a reasonably plausible thing that Christopher Nolan wants us to think based on the trailers, and then we'll go in and it'll actually be something completely different. Because um, that happened to me with uh, Blade Runner 2049. Um, spoilers for Blade Runner 2049. If you haven't seen it, close your ears. I'm about to spoil like all of the plot twists. Yep. I'm serious. It's a good movie. <laughs> Cover your ears. Um, so I watched the first trailer, and I was like, oh, Okay. So, Ryan Gosling's character is half-replicant, half-human. He's the, he's the child of Han Solo and... Wait. Deckard and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deckard and... What's-her-face from the first movie. And they throw that in, like, the first hour of the movie. They're like, there's a child. What from was her name? Rachel. Rachel. I was going to say Rebecca. I knew it was over the number. Maybe it is Rebecca. No, I think it's Rachel. Oh, it's definitely Rachel. Once okay. you said it, it... Uh... Rachel, yeah, so Rachel and Indiana Jones have... Rachel! <laughs> and they reveal that like an hour into the movie. And I was uh, I was like, yes, that's my theory. And then it turns out it's not Ryan Gosling, and that's the, the, the plot twist. So, like, I caught the first half of you the You caught plot. the twist, but not the twisty twist. Right. So I caught the twist he wanted me to catch. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking Christopher Nolan might be inking my strings like that. Yeah. But also... That would be just a reasonable plot for a good movie, a good Mission Impossible but time travel yeah. movie. So, yeah. either way, super hyped. Yep. Um, the thing I texted you about. The thing you texted me about. What did you text me about? Rosario Dawson Rosario is Dawson. Rosario Dawson is not confirmed, but but like pretty much widely accepted that she is being cast as Ahsoka Tano in. The Mandalorian. Which is very interesting. Which is so fucking exciting. Yeah. Because we're going to get a soak of goddamn... We're going to get a, like, Obi-Wan, like a... Because um, this was all after Revenge of the Sith. Not Revenge of the Sith. Um, the, the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a old Ahsoka Tano, but Twi'leks live a lot longer, so it's mm-hmm. going to be, you know... Nice it was already Darshan's age. Yeah, yeah it's like, like, a, like an elf. Yeah. Um... But with what she shows up in, well, the way she shows up in um, Rebels, which is between the two trilogies, mm-hmm. she is going to be 
Oh, so it's a 12-year span over the original trilogy? No. It's something like that. It's like a decade. So, I mean, it's a while. I don't think it's 12 years. Look that up. But it's a good amount of time. And she's seen some shit. Oh, also, yeah. um, what was it? The, the Clone Wars finale confirmed that the, uh, the Mandalorian, what's it, not the, um, the raids? What's the, what's the thing called? The slaughter of all Mandalorians? Um, the quelling or the reaping or the, yeah, something the like devastation, that. the, I don't know. The, that happened during Revenge of the Sith. Okay. They confirmed that. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I saw the headline in in passing. So mm-hmm. can't wait to see that sh- that episode. But you know, also uh, four years. Four years. Yeah. Boy, they did not do a good job of explaining why everyone aged so fucking fast. <laughs> I mean, it's it's only six years in the real world. Original trilogy. Dude, Mark Hamill aged like shit. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. He wasn't even the one doing all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, rest see her coke finger. Yeah. Uh, four years. Okay, so it's not that bad. Yeah. Never mind. All right. So, uh, yeah. No, we get. Uh, we're getting a Sokotano. Uh, what else? We also got. We uh, there was another. Another person. Another big person that. Mandalorian. Important. I want to know because Mandalorian was a good show. It was pretty good. Um, Who was it? I'm trying Mike, to think if I can get it before you. Michael Bean? Bean? It was another Jedi, I think. Who was it? Oh, no. I don't know. Um, also, I didn't put my eye drops in, and my eyes were dying. I'm not finding it. Oh, well. Well, someone else got cast. But uh, Mandalorian 2 is going to have some really interesting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Darksaber, for one thing. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, God, there's so much going to happen. We're going to get white lightsaber versus black lightsaber, dude. Yeah. And Ahsoka's going to know who... You, no, Ahsoka knew Yoda. Mm-hmm. This will be the first person who actually, like, who comes across it that knew Yoda. Yeah. She'll be like, holy shit. It's a Yoda. <laughs> it's a baby Yoda. <laughs> I'll bet you episode... I'll bet you Ahsoka comes along in episode three. And that's the episode we find out what the race is called. Alright, seems like a reasonable bet. Because it's gonna, you're gonna reestablish what he's doing and why he comes across Ahsoka. Or she's gonna land She's gonna land at the end of episode two. I'm gonna episode say end of episode one. Right off the bat? Yeah. Well, they introduced Baby Yoda at the end of episode one. That's true. I think. Well, that's because the whole plot was about Baby Yoda. We don't know the extent that Ahsoka's going to play. True. She Um, might just be wise old hermit character that we go meet for 15 minutes. Dude, what if it's like at the very, very end, like the last bit of the episode, she just flips out of of camera and cuts off uh, Mando's head, (laughs) and then that's the end of Mando and it goes into an Ahsoka show? That would be something else. be very interesting just completely change the whole operating premise of your show yeah. way through hmm. that'd be hilarious not gonna happen but what oh absolutely <laughs> not they would never lose him like that um what other news has happened 
Uh, we got some first look at Dune photos. Dune! Dune. I With Pedro Pascal, right? Uh, no. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. God! I Oscar learned Isaac. the two of them at the same time, because Pedro Pascal is Mandalorian. Yeah. I learned the two of them at the exact same time, and I've been mixing them up all the time. Yeah, I could, I mean, I could kind of see it. They're handsome, um, Hispanic origin. Are they both Hispanic? Yeah. Hey. I think Pedro Pascal's either his like Middle Eastern or he did such a good Middle Eastern with Pascal the... is a Spanish name. Is it? Okay. So it's Pedro. Well, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but he's kind of brownish, so he gets cast as everything from um, Mexican to Mongolian. Uh-huh. I'm less confident about Oscar Isaac. I, I think he is. I'm kind of Guatemalan. curious. Guatemalan. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I know. I there usually uh, Josh Brolin is in it. Timothee Chalamet is in it. Timothee Chalamet! Um, it's also directed by Denis Villeneuve. So, who? Arrival. Oh. Blade Runner 2049. Ah. Sicario. Eh. Prisoners. Oh. Yeah, he's he's like... I had one more vowel, you bitch. <laughs> uh, Incendies. <laughs> I think I'm missing one. He's got one other big movie I'm missing. But... Also, I don't know if I hit all the vowels. I think I may have repeated one. <laughs> but he's, uh, yeah, he's he is exciting. He's, um, he's kind of an artsier Christopher Nolan kind of guy. Okay. I think. Um, I can do that. Yeah. He, he likes his big budget, visually stimulating, exciting stuff, but it's a, um, a little more theme heavy than just kind of cerebral, I guess. Okay. Um, I haven't read Dune. Well, I have, but I was in like eighth grade and I didn't understand most of it, so I need to read it again. I have a copy on my shelf, but someone posted on the internet that I wasn't going to use this um, um, pandemic to read something like Infinite Jest, which is a thousand pages and kind of complicated. So I said, I'm going to read Infinite Jest, and I started it. It's kind of boring. Nice! So I might, <laughs> I might just switch over and read Dune. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I don't know enough about Dune, but I'm excited and interested because Denis Villeneuve is awesome and all those actors are awesome. And it's supposed to be a good, if mostly unadaptable, book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. All right, what else? Um, I, This isn't news, it's just a, I guess it technically is, for people who care. It's just a really terrible headline. Um, Kevin Smith has only 20 pages left to write of Mallrats 2 script. Oh, God. Which, you have your, your problems with Kevin Smith. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but, I'm just, I'm concerned here in one of two directions. Either this is terrible reporting, or Kevin Smith is just a bad writer. Yeah, knowing he has 20 pages left is a little weird. Like, that's not how writing works. Yeah. You don't sit down and say, okay, I'm almost done. I just have 20 pages left to do it. Even with, like, a screenplay where it's very much like, okay, a page is a minute. And you're like, okay, you've got an idea of how long the movie is and where everything fits in. Even then, that's not how it works. You write your drafts and you hammer out a little chunk over here and fit it back in over here. And yeah. It's, just, it's, it's weird. Yeah. That's weird, and I don't know if it's bad reporting or just bad writing. 
Anyway. I'm curious what the source was on that. Deeper. If that's even accurate or if they just like said that to get hype up from all rats. Um, we'll see. It's on Screen Rant. Um, it's a direct quote from Smith. He is, quote, 20 pages away from completion on the screenplay of the latest iteration of a potential Mallrat sequel, Twilight of Mallrats. Wow, that is, there is so much grain of salt with that shit. It was like, he's 20 pages away from completing the script of Mallrats. No, he's 20 pages away from an, from an iteration of a potential... So this is a first draft. This is like the fucking initial everything. Yeah. He's not 20 pages away. God... Yeah. I, headlines are stupid. Fuck Screen Rant. That being said, the fact that they didn't call it um, Mallrat Damarum, very disappointing. What? Twilight of the Mallrats. Gotter Damarum. Twilight of the Gods. Nope. Wagner. Get out of here. You nope. Uncultured. Yep. Little butt. I wish I had all my news. Like, I didn't screenshot any news. That's uh, it's disappointing. You're letting me down here. Should have been. Uh, Sam Raimi is confirmed for Doctor yes! Strange too. That's good news. He can do horror. He can do horror. He can do fun horror. He can do fun horror. He can do superheroes. He can do superheroes. He's uh, sounds like the right man for the job. Assuming which means uh, he'll probably find a way to mess it up. I don't know. Edgar Wright begs to differ. Although I think they learned from that and yes. let Taika do his thing. And yeah. And now that they're kind of they're kind of back at a a restart point, they'll. Probably be willing to play a little looser. Mm-hmm. They don't really have threads they need to be tying together so much at this point. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. He's probably got like a couple points that he wants to be made. And, yeah. Um, I'm sure they they have a vision. But. Yeah. And there's probably some restrictions on since it's doing like the multiverse of madness or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, don't don't crisis on infinite earths this thing in your movie because we do have a universe set and we need to kind of go with yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> There's rules. There's always strings attached. Yeah. What else? What's Quibi? Quibi? Oh, fuck's sake. It's this... <laughs> it's this new thing. It's like another, like, Vine and TikTok kind of thing. But it's, like, it's ten minutes. And it's weird how, actually, how, like, Christoph... Uh, Christoph Waltz. Waltz and, and Idris Elba. Liam, and, and Liam Hemsworth are like involved in stuff like yeah. this where it's like TV shows but the episodes are 10 minutes long. Yeah. Which is weird. That's I, I saw the first ad for that. We're watching How I Met Your Mother on Hulu and I turned to Hannah and I was like, well that's going to be great for a collective attention span. <laughs> like it... I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. You're right. It, that'd be good for... Oh, God damn it. Um, a couple things I have is for really good storytelling Mm -hmm. with episodes, you need, there's an amount of time it takes to get the people involved to allow something important to happen. Right. For something like this, it's not going to be really good storytelling because the climaxes aren't going to be that long. It'll be like a two minute thing. Because you can't have, like, a really powerful fight scene is, like, 20 minutes. Mm. Final fight scene for Endgame was, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, no, yeah. But that's also a movie-scale thing. Yeah. Um, Well, and so, like, this is, like, TV show stuff where each episode, typically, like, for, so, episodic stuff, uh, or procedural stuff, 45 minutes for an episode to tell a story. Yeah. Five of those, 
I don't know. I'm. I can't pass judgment on it because I don't know what these people are going to be doing. But I'm I'm just a little bit intrigued. I think I think it could work. Yeah. Did you ever see VGHS? No. It was a web series a few years back. Video game high school. It's about group of plucky kids who go to a high school where video games are basically the sports and also the classes. Um, is that on YouTube? Yeah. Um, the first season is great and the episodes are all like 10 minutes. Huh. Um, so I think it's a model that can work and it's just imposing these sorts of structural restrictions on creators always tends to turn out really interesting content. Yeah. Um, One thing I will say, though, the second point I was going to say is I don't like the marketing. uh, Yeah. No, I'm hating that. It's just, out for a quitty. It's like, it makes it seem like it's a TikTok. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to attract the people that want something like TikTok and detract people who want something that, who want something that would get Idris Elba and Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Like... I was so confused when I saw Christoph Waltz. I didn't even know Idris Elba was in it, but I saw Christoph Waltz in that one about him like running away or something, mm-hmm. or uh, Liam Hemsworth running away. And I was just like, after oh, Equipian, and I was like, oh, it's probably just a whole bunch of like random bullshit. And then I saw a trailer for that thing, and I was like, what? What? <laughs> Is that Academy Award winner Christoph Waltz? Who? Do- Who's producing these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I want to know what the whole business model behind it is. Like, who who runs it? Who do they get? Like, how how do you get on that? Like, what's the... If, if it's just, like, a studio where, like, Quibi is, like, an equivalent to, like, Marvel or Disney, where they're this company that hire directors to do a thing, mm-hmm. then, like, then that, that makes sense. You'd, you'd hire a director, like... Uh, Topical Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi can pull someone like Christoph Waltz. Sam, you Raimi, have... Sam Raimi is doing a Quibi series. Fucking okay. That yes. <laughs> then there that yeah. Like you get someone like that who can pull these actors. But if you if you have some like jackass, some fucking eighteen year old girl who's on t- who got popular on from a couple TikToks, TikToks. She's not getting Christoph Waltz. No. She sent like an email to his agent like. Literally get a laughing gif back from him. <laughs> okay, so so it's got to be a produ- production company that like it's like like a Blumhouse level thing, mm-hmm. like where it's just this this production company, this studio that's like we're gonna do something else, which makes more sense. Their again, their ad- uh, advertising campaign is childish and weird, and I don't like the name Quibi because that sounds goofy. Sounds like the next TikTok. Yeah. We should do an episode just on Quibi at some point. Once it yeah. actually comes out. Once we get more information. We can get a, well, we can get a 90-day free trial so we can watch through a lot of this. Form some opinions. Yeah. The problem is I think you have to watch it on your phone. and uh, That definitely puts a creative... D- <laughs> yeah, yours is... That puts a creative damper on some stuff. Especially for stuff like... I mean, imagine things like um, Dunkirk. Where sound design is 20% of the movie. Well, they're not going to do it, Dunkirk. They're going to do stuff that's fit to this yeah. particular delivery model. Well, and that's not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. I think I think this is an interesting idea, but this is that first foray into a 
into a business model that's doomed to failure. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the movie pass. Yeah, but they'll work out the kinks, and um, I don't know. Netflix will have a, a better version, just like yeah. a, a subcategory in a yeah. few years or something, and it'll work. Oh, I mean, and then you could get into like tinfoil hat theory, where the people who are responsible for Quibi are actually responsible for Quibi, and the next one that's coming out, and Quibi is just a uh, trial balloon, kamikaze trial, yeah. So, kamikaze trial balloon. That's a fun image. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a, a great little one-off comic. <laughs> kamikaze <laughs> trial balloon. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll keep we'll keep updated on that and do a bit more. Uh, bit more journalism on that. Look at us being journalists. That's what we do. That's what we are. That's what people come to us for. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, Lying on you for these, my guy. Um, I scrolled through the news for like 15 minutes earlier and was, Venom fight scenes look hilarious in Tom Hardy's behind the scenes video. Okay. These are the headlines that we're seeing now. Yeah. And I mean, there's always those headlines, but it's How usually we... just those headlines. Is there anything else about Batman besides the... Uh, Except for it getting pushed back. Um, it's pushed back. I don't think it's... The date is pushed... Wait, the date is pushed back. Is oh! Production is halted. I haven't talked about this. Uh, E3 is cancelled. Yay! Which, yeah, you, yeah you, you actually paid attention during our thing. Um, so, E3 is cancelled, and to people who... I'm not gonna... If you don't care about E3, you're not aware what E3 is. Stop paying attention now, but... E3's cancelled, and to me, this might be the chance to make E3 aware that E3 doesn't need to exist. Because yeah. um, this is going to be... All these games, the the Rocksteady uh, DC game, the Warner Media Batman game, all these things, they need to be announced soon. Mm-hmm. And, and even maybe Elder Scrolls VI. Uh, like, all this stuff is coming out. These big names are coming out soon. Uh, gotta be announced! And so they're going to have to do an announcement online, like, through just standard, like, YouTube announcements and stuff like that. And then it's going to get just as much news coverage as E3, and they're going to go, hey, E3 is a fucking waste of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just do this from now on. And, hell, like, big companies, um, fucking who, it wasn't Square Enix, one of the, one of the, um, big companies pulled their, um, they pulled their press conference a few months ago and just said, mm-hmm. we're not going to do it we're just gonna do it online yeah um because like we've talked about they don't need to do a fucking press conference anymore it's the same way you don't have to release a trailer with a movie because that's not the only way people can see it now unless you're christopher nolan unless you're christopher nolan and people will actually go pay to see the movie people will pay a ticket to see your trailer yep (laughs) we will at least (laughs) and if we're gonna if we're not the only ones who would do it i can guarantee it yeah um but yeah no that's this, this is a good opportunity to maybe see that E3 gets canceled and we see something new. Yep. Um, but no, I'm excited to see what, what happens from E3. Um, I was talking about um, how Rocks... So, Rocksteady made the Arkham series. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner Media made the Arkham Origins game, but they're also making a Batman game right now. We don't know if it's a continuation of the Arkham series... Or if it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Hope it's not a continuation of the Arkham series because they butchered that and I don't... Unless they scrapped everything from Origins and learned their lessons from Night, um, maybe it'd be something good. But one game we haven't got from a Batman game is an actual detective game. 
And if they do a detective game, and the Batman for 2021 is a detective thing, I think there's a massive rebranding for bringing Batman back to being the best detective. Because there's been a lot of problems with him just being the the gloomy, punch everyone, I'm smarter than everyone, but not actually being a detective. Right. Um, There's a lot of stuff about him being, like, the greatest detective. Like, Rachel Ghoul calls him detective because that's what he, that's what he uh, respects Batman for the most. Rather Mm -hmm. than his fighting skills, uh, not his gadgets, not his money, but but his detective skills. Because Batman's the only one who's ever been able to figure Rage Ogle out. Right. Um, and so he just calls him Detective. Uh, and stuff like that. And I think there might... Similar how there's a rebranding for Harley Quinn right now to make her an anti-hero. Um, or really just a hero at this point. Um, I think there might be a rebranding if, if this happens for Batman to become back the... Bring bring him back to the Detective. Yeah. Put him back in the, in the spotlight as the Detective. Because yeah. we've talked about this. How through the movies... They've had to constantly readjust what the population thinks about Batman. Right. Following Adam West. He's not fucking goofy. Look at this, uh, look at uh, Michael Keaton. He's super dark. Yeah. And then it's just like, and then you get like through the other Batman movies, like, ah, oh, it's getting a little bit, uh, a little bit in the air. Look at, look at this. Look at the Dark Knight. It's super grounded. Woo. He's super smart and super rich. <laughs> Woo. Oh, but he's not a detective. No one thinks of him as a detective anymore. They think of him punching the shit out of people. So, yeah. Oh, look at the Batman 2021. He's a detective. It's constantly course correction. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I mean, that seems like an entirely reasonable direction for them to go. That um, was a long rant. Yeah. <laughs> people are people are just not happy with the way Batman's been done recently. Yeah. And this is, this is an opportunity. Yeah, free rant. Hmm. What else? There's been other stuff that's happened. Uh, I'm sure there has. Uh, HBO has put some of their stuff out for free, just to watch. Oh, really? Um, nothing super exciting. Some of the like classic shows, uh, The Sopranos, Six Feet Under, The Wire. Um, also, Barry. Oh, cool. And Succession, which are a couple I've been meaning to get to. Available for free right now. I watched the first episode of Barry. I hear it's good. Yeah. Um, That's of, where is that on? HBO. It's just not good. It's HBO just on HBO. Okay, they have it for free on HBO now. Gotcha. Um, and then just a few movies. Um, Detect Pikachu. Ah, uh, Smallfoot. Uh, Read that teleprompter, Common. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> oh, so sad. Yeah. He hated being there. Yeah. Well. Well. Um. Um, I can't think of anything else. I mean, it's been, for it being five weeks, and we only filled an hour and a half. Yeah. Slow, because everything stopped. Everything has happened. Everything has not happened. Yeah. Everything's on hold. Everyone's, no one's getting paid. Uh, Disney, oh, we, we, we and I talked about this. Uh, all the movies have gotten pushed back, except for Onward. Because Onward, and I realized on the way here, I was like, I don't know why Onward wasn't didn't get pushed back, but like all the other Disney movies did. Because Onward tickets were already sold, yep. and Disney doesn't want to give back the revenue that they have. Because yep. Disney's a greedy corporation, fuck, and it's annoying. They're just following their incentives. Yeah. Well. I wonder how many people actually went to see them, because we can't see those numbers because the tickets are already bought. Well, actually, we can look at pre-sale tickets versus in-house tickets. Yeah. 
But I don't want to do that because I don't really care. So sounds complicated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, shells. Let's, let's go ahead for shells. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Let's thanks go, everyone. Let's go campfire. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening to this podcast about just us losers. Um, it's not really about us. Wow, we really lost it, haven't we? Some meta sense it's kind of about us and our slow just decline into madness and um, something like that. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel where we keep promising to put some of our new and exciting content, but then uh, circumstances have conspired against us in certain ways, shapes, and forms. Um, I just don't have any time right now to be working on extra projects, but I'll try to try to be working on some extra projects at some yeah, point. I'm, I'm going to try to get back to mine. Yeah. I was thinking about, I want to finish my little scripted podcast thing, because that'd be fun yeah. and different. That's, that's something I can, I can do. Um, we're on... Where else are we? We're on Twitter, at Justice Losers Pod. Have you gone on a rant there in a while? Nope. Just go rant about Kevin Smith or something. I'm going to go rant about J.J. Uh, Abrams, and I'm going to read a little bit more into that rant about J.J. Abrams okay. and Dark Knight. Yeah, that sounds... Dark Knight. Dark Knight. <laughs> 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 that, other, that other movie. That sounds fun. Sounds yeah. Like, sounds like a good time. Uh, we're on Instagram, at Justice Losers Pod, where I have a doofy picture of Preston that I must remember to post. Um... We have a Gmail, justicelosers.pod at gmail.com, where you can send us your favorite quibbies so that we have some recommendations. Is it even out yet? I have no idea. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, when Quibby comes out, maybe it is out, send us your favorite quibbies, and uh, that way we can have some content to watch when we talk about our Quibby episode. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what we're talking about next week. We're going to have to read, like, we need to have a meeting about what our next several episodes are going to be about, because there's nothing topical happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. If you have suggestions, leave it at one of those places. Yeah. Um, if our podcast is the only thing holding you to your thin threads of sanity, I'm sorry about the last four weeks. Uh, I hope that you recover, because... <laughs> You've clearly gone insane at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's... Uh, they, oh, there's a good picture. Doofy picture of Preston with his long hair. Yeah, let's do that. It's going on Instagram. Yay! Uh, all right, I'm just going to post it. All right, uh, yeah. I think we'll see you next time then. Thanks for yeah. listening. Bye! 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 It's a little out of tune. Perfect. <laughs>